This week on Crappy Days, Jake and I will be discussing that football team in Washington, D.C. and their new name that nobody likes. We'll talk about how we think we would fare in World War III. And we're also going to watch Brittany Griner attempt to dunk a basketball. Twice. So let me dial up Jake, and we'll get this show on the road. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Crappy Days. I'm Justin here in Washington. We got Jake down there in Florida, color coordinating in the uh, Dolphins Aqua today. Um, we're going to talk about a few different things today. And uh, first, I should just say, it's a good thing we are uncancelable, but we don't really have anything that can be taken away from us. I mean, you have, you have, a, you have a job. I've got a job working in a restaurant where I know my boss doesn't care what I do in my spare time. So let's just say it's going to be a good thing for this episode. Um, Kicking it off. First off Redskins changed their name. uh, Finally Uh, took them 18 months. And what they came up with was the commanders. What thoughts? What say you? Well, uh, it's not being very well received. I know. Uh, I know there's a lot of blowback on it. You can't really shorten commanders. I mean, like the Dolphins always get shortened to the Finns, Jaguars. The Jags. Stings. Uh, actually, people have been shortening it online to the commies. Hey, did you hear my shortening? <laughs> I, want, I wanted to make sure it was on the recording. The cum stains, you know, for the commanders. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, maybe, maybe you can get DC on board with it. Um, commies seems to be sticking though and originally in their logo they have like a a shield type logo not just the w but they have like an actual like circular shield and they had actually originally put the people's team they scrapped it last minute that was an actual plan that was an actual plan the people's team commanders shortened to the commies so uh terrible 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 thoughts i actually think the washington football team might have might have been better I mean, if they were going to come up with commanders, you might as well just keep it to the stupid Washington football team. It's a mean name, but at least, you know, whatever. There's some humor. Yeah. there. They had quite a quite a bit of time to think of something. I know at one point in history, there was a minor league baseball team called the Commies, but it was before the Red Scare and it was short for like the Commodores or something. But uh, anyway, horrible team <laughs> name. Um, I know I had no problem with the Redskins name. I think a lot of people feel that way. I'm pretty sure you did as well. Um, I mean, just like everything else, this is being ruined. The sport is and names and all this stuff. It's being ruined by people who don't care about the sport never did because this isn't what football fans are like. Um, So it's just being ruined by a bunch of whiny people who don't have anything to do with it. It reminds me of like when the new Pope, when we got the new Pope and then you've got like Bill Maher or whoever it is, you know, like some secular progressive, like, Oh, I hope the church does this and that. You, there are, there, we're calling on the church to make these changes. It's like, what do you give a shit? You're not, you're not a part of it and you don't even want to be. So yeah, you're never going to convert anyway. Even if they did and they opened up the floodgates to your liberal ideology, you're never going to come to mass on Sunday. And it's the same, same thing. 
even if the, they ditch the Redskins name, are you going to become a commander season ticket holder? No, hell no. They're not even Probably happy. not. They're never satisfied, which I have no. more to say about that. So let's start. Let, let's start with a little history on the Redskins yeah. name. So they started as the Boston Braves in 1932. They used to play in Boston. They shared their name actually with the, uh, a baseball team called the Boston Braves. Mm -hmm. uh, that was in 1932. They moved to Fenway Park, changed their name to the Boston Redskins, I guess because they didn't want to have the same name as another team anymore. I don't know why they did that in the first place. Same team, same town. Ridiculous. No, the, Gi the Giants did that in New York, too. The, the football Giants copied the baseball right. Giants. Yeah. I don't know. That was a right. thing back then. Unoriginal right. as hell. Exactly. For those who aren't sports historians, the San Francisco Giants were previously the New York Giants um, baseball team. And that's why people call still to this day the New York Giants the, of the NFL, the football Giants. Mm -hmm. So they were the Boston Redskins from 1933 to 1936. They moved to Washington in 1937. Now, I don't know exactly what their original logo looked like, but from what I read, it was something very similar to what they had our whole lives from like the 70s up until 2019 when they weren't allowed to use it anymore. Um, in 1972, uh, just a little revamping kind of new design of the logo was proposed by a Blackfeet tribal chairman uh, who was like the formerly the head of American Indian affairs or something like that. Some, some position of power in uh, in the native community. Um, and it was based on the logo was based on the design of the Buffalo nickel. There used to be a nickel that had like the head of an, a native American on it. Um, in other words, same thing we reserve typically for our presidents. So this idea that it was, it was made to make fun of Indians. First of all, you don't make fun you don't make fun of a group and make that your, your team name. It doesn't make any sense. You're clearly revering whatever it is. Uh, San Diego has yeah. the Padres. They didn't, they don't, they don't, they didn't call their team the San Diego Spicks because that wouldn't make any sense. You don't use a racial slur to name your team. So <laughs> like you think the people who made that Buffalo nickel were going, ha ha stupid Indian. We put you on our currency. Ha ha. It was clear, clearly a tribute to them and to the, to the nation's history. So, well, and the other thing too, the, the sports teams, I mean, it's, you know, back in the day, especially uh, there was kind of this obsession with like a, a tough, you know, a tough name, especially in a sport like football. Right. And you still see that with, I guess the golden Knights is want to be tough. Right. And, and we've gotten into that with the bucks logo and whatnot, but is there really anything more intimidating or tough than a hatchet wielding, uh, you know, Indian who's looking to skin people and take their scalps. And if you look at if you look at the Redskins logo compared to the Indian, like the Indian, the Cleveland Indians, I mean, that was a caricature. I know we both like that logo, but I can see the argument there. It was it's definitely a caricature. They're literally red, and he's got not, this big goofy. I'm not giving him an inch, damn it. That, that's one of the best logos of all time. I, I I like it too. I agree. But in in the in the Redskins case, like it's not. I would never yeah. look at that and think oh, they're clearly making fun of them. It's like, it's, it's badass. And that was the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's, it's akin or akin to the, the Seminoles logo, right? It's really similar. And the Seminoles love it. The Seminoles, you know, sign off on that. They sign off on everything that Florida State University does and uses uh, within their sports. Nobody would look at the Seminoles logo and think that that's, that's a jokey caricature. They're making fun of it. And again, mm. super similar to the Redskins logo. Same concept. Yeah. 
And there's a, there's, there's been a number of like high school reservation teams that, that embrace the name Redskins. They named their team after it. So it doesn't seem like native Americans have a big issue with it. No, you'll, you'll read from different sources and some places will be like 90% of native Americans have no problem with Redskins name. And then you'll read one that was, you know, a study by UC Berkeley that says like 51% or whatever, uh, don't like it. So you never really know in that case, but, um, I, largely there, though, I, I don't think, I, I do think it is mainly a white liberal issue. Absolutely. Like, it is. I, I just don't see a lot of native Americans going to, to FedEx field or whatever stadium they play, whatever, whoever's sponsoring it and marching outside, outside of it, you know, on game day with signs demanding they change the name. They were never doing that with the Cleveland Indians. Is your Alexa talking to you? Yeah, it's middle middle of my, my, my spiel. Alexa, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, she, hey, you got to give her this. She does listen. No back sass on that one. <laughs> yeah, she started giving me a history lesson on Native Americans. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do. I almost said her name, but I didn't want her to pipe up again. Uh, but yeah, no, so I just don't think you see a, a, a huge issue with Native Americans uh anecdotally my brother-in-law is 100 percent native he's he's native canadian though i mean so i don't know if there's a difference there with the fact that his tribe is, is from british columbia originally i don't know how native indigenous Canadians. to the area he's whatever. indigenous of some sort right and, and he he's not really a big sports guy but like he did like the redskins over any other any other team he liked the cleveland indians i've had this conversation with him he just preferred the teams that had the native imagery uh yeah so and he was angry idea. when they changed it Right. And again, it's anecdotal evidence, but the idea that they're all up in arms over this is is such mm-hmm. bullshit. Um, and when you brought up FedEx, that reminded me, um, I'm actually going to pull up uh, what I was reading earlier. Give me one second. It had to do with. Um, it was like the Redskins name change controversy. Here it is. OK, so I never knew this. Um but in July 2020, this is this is the, the name change thing can all be blamed on like the Derek Chauvin, George Floyd thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So somehow people thought if we change the Redskins name, George Floyd is going to be resurrected like Jesus Christ and, and all will be right with the world. Um, but in July 2020, amidst the removal of many names and images as part of the George Floyd protests, a group of investors. So this is all about money. A group of investors worth $620 billion, with a B, billion with a B, wrote letters to major sponsors Nike, FedEx, and PepsiCo, encouraging pressure on the Redskins to change their name. That was in, it says in July 2020. On July 2nd, 2nd, FedEx called on the team to change its name. So literally like the moment it happened. FedEx, once the money gets waved at them, they go, Hey, change the name like FedEx. What well, the hell do yeah, because I know, but they're going to pull their sponsorship from the Redskins. The Redskins are going to lose hundreds of millions of dollars. It's all about money. Daniel Snyder, who's a terrible owner, for years said he was never going to change the name. But as soon as he got threatened with real money, it was like, yep, football team it is. Oh, also the same day, Nike removed Redskins apparel from its website. So all these companies just caved to whoever these investors were, it doesn't say. Um, also very disappointed in Daniel, a fellow Snyder for caving, but uh, he was like, he basically had no choice at a certain point. Right. Because a couple of years ago, they said the NFL basically 
mandated this on him. You cannot sell anything and make money off of it. So what yeah, was he supposed he, to do? He, he let it hit his pocketbooks for a little while, but once it got to be serious money, then it was, I mean, yeah, his hand was forced, right? Like nobody's going to lose out on a, a couple hundred million dollars of sponsorship money. I get that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was really, really quick after the George Floyd thing. Going back before that a little bit, there was a movement to to get it changed. I mean, it wasn't a huge deal where they're starting to threaten sponsorship money. But I think ESPN, it's always ESPN, um, for a couple of years had refused to write Redskins. And so, like, you would read an article Heroes. about NFL teams. Or, like, let's say you look at the power rankings on the ESPN's website, and it would list Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers, Washington. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, And they would only just call them and refer to them as Washington. And they had been doing that for a couple of years. There was a little bit of that movement in like sports media and, and, and whatnot. Um, I want to say this again. I want to make sure everybody heard this, uh, my opinion on ESPN for doing that. I hope you're listening ESPN. I know you're not. We don't have, we don't have that kind of influence, but ESPN, one word to describe you heroes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for doing God's work. What would we do without you? So brave, so brave to take that stance before everybody else like FedEx got on board, right? And speaking so of Braves, I mean, that's probably awesome another name. Brave. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, I've heard that. That's on the chopping block now. Now they're going, they're never satisfied. They weren't satisfied. Whoa, 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 yeah, chopping yeah. block? Are you, yeah. are, you making, are you making a tomahawk reference right now, you white devil piece of shit? <laughs> but they're never satisfied. They went from the Indians and they turned their attention to the Redskins. Now it's the Atlanta Braves and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I suppose the Braves, though, they could probably just keep their name. They'd have to get rid of the Native American imagery, but they could keep the name Braves and then just, uh, you know, transition their brand to like Caitlyn Jenner imagery. I don't know. Thoughts? <laughs> well, there's nobody braver than Caitlyn Jenner. We all know that. Dunning and Brave, right? It wasn't that the headline on Vogue or Vanity Fair magazine? It said. I, I remember the main line on there was call me Caitlin, which, which <laughs> yeah. by, by the way, I, I know it's not politically, politically correct to tell someone to act their gender anymore, but can we at least act our age? Caitlin, 65 year old wants to be called Caitlin. Nobody older than like 36 has ever been named Caitlin before. So doesn't really fit really well. Um, yeah, it should be if Bar- Barbara Jenner. Barbara Jenner would have worked a lot better. You're right. This is a good point. I agree. Or Gertrude or something. And even with all, all the hard work that went into that transition, like even if you're fooled, you see Caitlyn Jenner for the first time and you, you're actually like, oh, my God, what a stunning woman. I'd like I, I would like to meet that woman. And then you go up to meet that woman who's six, three and that you they put out their hand to shake yours and, and go, hi, I'm Caitlyn. It's like, well, you, you didn't you didn't you didn't think you should make any effort into changing the voice a little bit. Um <laughs> Also, and you mentioned they're never satisfied with these these yeah. concessions that are made. Um, so, oh, this is also in that article I was reading earlier. So even after they've changed, the lady, her name was Amanda Blackhorse. Um, she, she's a, a Navajo, I guess. And she's put, like leading the charge, has been for a long time for them to change their name. Here's what it says. After they changed it. Amanda Blackhorse responded that the change is an empty gesture. The team's owner and management having made no substantial effort to acknowledge or repair the effects of decades of insults, nor advocate that other teams with offensive mascots also change. So they spend like 30 years 
trying to force them to change the name, they do change it. And then they go, that's an empty gesture. Yeah. No shit. It's an empty gesture. They didn't want to do it to begin with. They did it because they were forced. We live in a time where like you have to apologize for stuff when you don't even mean it. And you're not going to get anything out of the apology anyway. Your job, your there's never any forgiveness. Yeah, right. Right. Your job, your platform is already stripped from you, but you're supposed to apologize. Why? And there's no no atonement. So you can have Amanda Blackhorse continue to bitch at you until she's dead. Get the fuck out of here. All I got to say is Chief Sitting Bull's got to be rotten in his grave right now, rolling in his grave uh, at the uproar that people like Amanda Blackhorse is is causing over a football team name. There's bigger issues in the Native American community and society at large than what the Washington Redskins are calling themselves on Sundays. Well, hold hold on. I got to interject there for you. Uh, I, I categorically disagree with what you said. I don't think he's turning in his grave. Sitting Bull is probably sitting <laughs> in his grave. Was right there. Now, I missed it. Also, when she said uh, they've... So they go, okay, you, you didn't acknowledge all the, uh, the damage that you've done with all these insults over the years. How many Native Americans uh, have been unable to achieve anything due to this name? It was, uh, oh, what, how, how, am I supposed to, how am I supposed to do anything with my life with this football team in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The terror of John Riggins rumbling down to the red zone just haunts me with that helmet. Yep. <laughs> Also, and, and also, but, uh, like a, a few a few years ago, there were people made some like uh, they were trying to cause an uproar and show the hypocrisy of the Redskins by making these parody logos. They did it for both the Cleveland mm-hmm. Indians and the Washington Redskins. I remember Bomani Jones on uh, ESPN had that shirt. It was the Indian script, but it said Caucasians, and instead of Chief Wahoo, it had just like a blonde guy with the same facial style. Yeah, but same... instead of, so instead of the feather, it was a, a dollar sign, though. Because pretty, yeah, because pretty cool. Because because yeah, it didn't make it because white people are exclusively um, interested in money. No, yeah. no casino owning Indian has any interest in money. Yeah, or or any other race. Period. I mean, on the planet. Um, but so he yeah he wore that shirt I think on around the horn or something like that, and then tweeted about it. Uh, basically, like daring people to be triggered by it. Right. He says he had some douchey like line in his tweet with a, a selfie wearing that shirt. And I actually was on Twitter at the time and I responded to him and I, I responded very kindly, uh, or, you know, politely. Uh, I didn't attack the guy, but I just said, well, you don't even need to wear that shirt. You could wear a Boston Celtic shirt or Notre Dame fighting Irish shirt. And it would be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Blocked. Bomani Jones blocked me. Really? What a yep. pussy. Yeah. No response. Nothing. Just blocked. And that was like, that's, that was as lightly as you could have put it. Oh, yeah, I know. Like I said, I, I didn't attack the guy in any way. I was actually looking to see if he would maybe even engage. No, not at all. Couldn't do it. Wow. He had no response because, I mean, let's be real. You know, Boston Celtics, it's a leprechaun. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish is, is, is basically also, like a drunk, drunk Irish stereotype. It's also a leprechaun. By the way, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I was talking about the Redskins logo earlier. That's like that never looked like it was meant to make fun of Indians. It's clearly a badass thing. You could yeah. argue like, like the Celtics and Lep- and uh, fighting Irish logos, they are caricatures of the Irish. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a, I'm a guy with Irish blood. I have grandparents who came, who came from Ireland, Ireland on both sides. 
And mm-hmm. I love both of those logos. I, I, they should never change either of them. And interestingly enough, um, I've read a little bit into like the history of Notre Dame and how they got their name because they didn't always have um, the team name Fighting Irish. But uh, there's a few different stories about it. And one is about like, you know, back in like the 20s, you know, it was a predominantly Irish Catholic school. The kid, the kids were Irish Catholics that went there for the most part. And, um, you know, other people would would bash him, talk about, oh, the papists or the dirty Irish. And like they kind of just took it as their own thing. Like, yeah, we're, we're the fighting Irish. We're going to they took what was meant to be an insult and like use and just embraced it. And then they took it a step further in the 60s when they actually adopted the leprechaun, like, you know, the mascot at the games. Yep. So they, that, which that's literally a caricature of the Irish that was invented by the English. And they were like, we don't care. We like it. Love it. Love, love, uh, love the attitude of Notre Dame. Kind of wish they would have gone with mackerel snappers. (laughs) (laughs) Would have also settled for dead rabbits. That's a five points reference. Look it up. Five points. Good history there. Yeah, good history there. Um, would you would would you I, I I had never heard of mackerel snappers until you brought it up to me like a month ago. Would you would you uh, just kind of spoil the audience a little bit and uh, treat them to a history lesson on that one? Not a lot of history there other than that, you know, obviously Catholics have been known over the years to eat fish on Fridays. And before Vatican II, you had to eat fish on Fridays or you, and maybe not fish, but you just couldn't have meat on Fridays uh, aside from fish. And so. Um, every Friday, even outside of Lent, um, you know, Catholics were known to eat fish. Fish was always served even in public schools to on Fridays to, you know, satisfy Catholic students and whatnot. And so that's where mackerel snacker, snappers came to be. Yeah. But it was used for a while. I mean, that, that was that was like a pretty common term. So that's not some little regional thing or anything like that. That was, that was a pretty big one. I've, I've been wanting... Yeah, it's not bad. I would, I, I think I would uh, latch onto that one too. We're, we're both Catholics for, for those who are first time listeners, perhaps. Um, and I've been wanting to get into a, like an adult basketball league forever. So if I get on like a church basketball team, I am absolutely lobbying that we call the team, the mackerel snappers. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Um, also, yeah, no. sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, well, I'm, I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. But um, in terms of the Celtics and the Irish and stuff, the 76ers also use a, a white man for their mascot at times. Ben Franklin. You think they're trying to shit on Ben Franklin, uh, <laughs> make him into a clown show? And so that, that's the logic behind all these. Uh, we're not your mascot. And so it's like, you should be glad you are. If there's one yeah. group of people, if there's one group of people that should be pissed about not being a mascot, but, be, but the, a lack of representation among mac- mascots, it's black people. Because they've transformed the face of sports in our country for decades, and there's not one there's not one team that has a black mascot. Apparently, I, I assume if there was, it would be an issue for whatever reason, just like the Redskins. Oh, for were. sure, it would be if, if some team was the Zulus, that would be canceled immediately as cultural appropriation. Well, that's like a tribe, right? Yeah, I think, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but that, that that's like an old, pretty big, big dominant tribe in Africa back in the day, right? I mean, yeah. So it's it, Irish the named, named after a group of, the Tootsies. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the T U T S I. So I'm like, I, weren't, weren't they the, uh, the aggressors in the Rwandan genocide? I don't know. Some, somebody I'm, will have to Google it and fact check me. 
yeah, very uneducated in that department. Couldn't say, but yeah. Um, uh, but no, you're right. I mean, it basically leaves uh, across the sports landscape. Uh, white people basically have a monopoly on mascot representation now. So well done, Libs. You, you canceled the only minority group and, and got rid of them out of our, our sports leagues, leaving only white representation. Nice job. You, you know what's a, uh, like a college, uh, a university that has a mascot name that should offend them more is the Oklahoma Sooners. If you know the history behind that name, are you familiar? Uh, well, uh, they were the people who, I mean, they were the wagoners who like got shipped to Oklahoma. I don't know. I don't know. You'd have no, to well, me no basically, o- Oklahoma had been designated as Indian tori- uh, uh, yeah, territory. And uh, and the word Oklahoma actually means red man. So cancel the whole state of Oklahoma while you're Mm -hmm. at it, uh, activists. And um, basically it had been repurposed and all these people were told they could go settle on land. And it was just a shit show rat race where they literally raced to the little plots of land and went, oh, this one's mine. And and like (laughs) the the Sooners, (laughs) the people who were known as Sooners were the people of who like not only went and snatched up that land, but like cheated, like they jumped the gun. They would literally like shoot off a gun and be like, all right, go, go. And the Sooners like got a little head start. So that's what, that's what Oklahoma named its football team after. Did they box, By the the, way, did they box the native Americans out of the land? I'm assuming in a lot of places, like they were rushing to get the land because the Sooners were white. Right. Well, I think, I think the Indians like were relocated or were being relocated at the time that that, yeah with their with their smallpox blankets and other belongings yeah probably i don't know i don't know everything about it but um yeah and by the way i still like that name too it's i like weird (laughs) obscure historical names like that um yeah which you mostly get in colleges more than anything else i think all right so this next thing we wanted to talk about Uh, We don't usually do current events. I actually already had the idea and it was a completely jokey idea to talk about the benefits of World War Three and how it would what good it would do for our society. But now it looks like it's possible we might actually be on the verge of uh, part three in the World War trilogy. So I'm going to tread lightly here and just say. Look, we talk a lot about the decay of society on this this show. and World War II brought us back from the Depression. The 1950s were the most prosperous time in United States history, at least up to that point. So we know that there are some benefits to war, not that you do it solely for that purpose. Well, um, and actually, actually, the 1920s were very prosperous, too, right after World War One. Right, exactly. So but I think my biggest worry would be if we had World War Three now, it's been see that we had the first two great wars. And forgive me, Jake, I know you've never seen The Godfather, and I've brought it up like eight fucking times throughout the, the course of this podcast, but uh, just bear with me on this theory. Uh, similar to the World War um, tra- trajectory or whatever you want to call it, timeline, we had World War I, huge war, it was called the Great War, the war to end all wars. A short time later, just a couple decades later, we have an even bigger war, an even better remembered war, a way more talked about war um, that, again brought us a lot of prosperity in the long run, um, made us really comfortable. Like we are right now, we're too comfortable. Um, 
similar with the Godfather, there was number one that came out in 72. It was groundbreaking at the time, uh, a masterpiece in my opinion and the opinion of many. Just two years later, they came out with the sequel and it was arguably an even better movie. I would say they're neck and neck. But then they waited, you know, kind of like with the war thing. It's been a very long time since World War II. They waited a substantial amount of time before they made the third one. They waited 16 years. Now Al Pacino's like gone through his weird transformation. If you ever watched a movie with Al Pacino in the 70s, he was a different human being. And then in the 80s, like some a monster took over his body or something. And then no one remembers The Godfather Part 3 as eh, it's like kind of a stain on the trilogy. Not a bad movie, but just does not live up to the others. So that's my fear is that if we get into World War Three, it's going to be it's going to follow that sort of uh, pattern. And it's not going to it's not going to bring us the prosperity that the first two did. Well, I fully agree. Um, we'll absolutely lose that war. Well, we will 100 percent lose that war. If you read about the French resistance in World War Two, uh, really great stuff. I think we would have an American resistance here resisting our, ourselves. I think there would be a segment of the of the country who would would want us to lose. They hate this country. They think that we're terrible. We're far worse than China in their minds. We're far worse than Russia. Uh, maybe not Russia because of the election interference, but I think you get the gist. Uh, particularly college kids and, and the younger generation. Uh, they absolutely despise us. Russia also has super sophisticated hacking abilities. And so they would, they would cut all three power grids that we have in this nation out overnight they would shut out all the power in our country overnight with their hacking they already did it with the keystone pipeline as sort of a a warning shot a couple years ago and so you give it two days you give this country where we are today two days without netflix and the public pressure to just wave the white flag would be so great that we would immediately surrender everything Right. Three, three months or four months with your business being closed. No problem. Cause you've got Netflix to fall back on. And That's your right. But, but two days without Netflix, that, that would be the end of it. Two days yeah. without the internet. Yeah. And then think of, think of the rush that we had with COVID in, in a lot of places to go get toilet paper and, and groceries when COVID first broke out. Now imagine the country's cast in entire darkness and total darkness and we have no electricity, no power, no way to even scan our credit cards. Imagine the pandemonium in stores. Also, imagine being in a stuck in a foxhole in Europe with one of those guys who who panic bought toilet paper. Is that the guy you want <laughs> next to you? You haven't showered in six weeks and you got this pussy watching yeah, your back for you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Desertion would be at an all time high, by the way. Uh, we would be drafting women. Women are now eligible for selective service. And so... Um, you know, while we're drafting all these beta males who are deserting and drafting women who probably aren't deserting, but they're just, they're not the fighting force of men. Uh, we would get our asses handed to us because China and Russia are not drafting women. China and Russia are not concerned with ideas of toxic masculinity. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where the, the idea of equality in every corner of everything has, has brought us. We, yeah. And, and uh, I don't think women will love it if we get to that point. I don't think they'll love it as much anymore. Yeah, there's, we, we have a sick society when we would send our, our, our women to war, where, where old men, you know, sitting in Congress would send our women to war on their behalf. That's a sick, sick society that maybe not, it, it might not even be worth saving in the first place, by the way. Uh, but to ease everybody's minds, just a tad here, 
I've seen how this has played out before. I've read history books on world wars in the past. And I don't think it's going to happen a third time because Germany's nowhere in the picture. <laughs> True. They're they are the common denominator in those first two. Um, yeah, they're the only ones who started. So. Weird that they still have an army, by the way, but Japan does not. Japan's ramp- ramping back up. We're, we're working with Japan to ramp them back up to fight Chinese aggression. But so yeah, ironically, because, because we were the ones that dropped fat man and little boy on them and said, hey, you're not allowed to have an army anymore. And they went, OK, OK, after the second one, of course. And now, like now we have Nintendo. Thanks to that. Japan has been like it's it's a vastly better society than it was before that happened, by the way. Um, if oh, you've yeah. ever read the, the Rape of Nanking, uh, the. I'm just going to sound like blasphemy for people who aren't well read on this subject, but the, the, the Japanese Imperial Army did things to the Chinese that make the Nazis look like. Like the B team, basically, um, of of maniacs, uh, mm-hmm. they were basically taught that you're, you were only your only worth was to die for the emperor. Other than that, you were worthless. And then the Chinese were inferior to them. So the Chinese were essentially less than worthless. So when you have that mindset about a whole group of people, you can imagine the the atrocities uh, they would commit. But um, let's get into the more lighthearted stuff. There there are there would be some benefits to uh, getting into World War Three. Um, let's list off a few. We are the softest that we've ever been. Um, we are a nation of pussies uh, like never before. Um, just get on TikTok for five minutes and you'll know what I mean. Um, and, I, you know, I want I'd like to live in that kind of era again. You know, I want I want to live in a society where men lie about their age so they can sign up and go fight the Nazis. I don't want to live in a society where people lie about their gender so they can beat the shit out of chicks in the octagon <laughs> or in the swimming pool at, the, at, at Penn or wherever it is. I fully agree, man. And, and like this country does have a weird way of uniting around, you know, tragedies and huge events war both world wars absolutely brought us together um i think the most united this country's ever been was under 9-11 or after 9-11 right um or pearl harbor maybe pearl harbor sure but aside from 9-11 we haven't had a ton of unity uh the cold war was actually quite divisive and reagan's policies towards it was quite divisive vietnam was incredibly divisive the korean war was divisive (laughs) Um, but something I think really happened in Vietnam where the, the, the country just kind of flipped and now we can't agree on anything. And I don't know that the fact that we're a bunch of pussies is going to bode well in a potential World War Three, or improve at all, by the way. I don't know that they would improve. I, I think that there would just be so many people who would, you know, dodge the draft, desert once they get there. I mean, let's be real. You, you take the 18-year-olds that we have now in this country who are all hopped up on anxiety medication and, and you send them over to Siberia. How do you think they're going to fare? Yeah, in all seriousness, I don't see it uh, bringing us like a, a newly rejuvenated generation of men. I don't see that happening at all. And it, But no. it, could br- it could bring us unity only in the sense that everybody would be against this war left and right. Against it I, in what way, right? Like, I, I haven't heard anybody voice support for 
helping Ukraine and or whatever we're talking about doing over there. It sounds There's, everybody yeah. I've talked to is like, I have I don't want anything to do with that. We shouldn't have anything to do with that. There's not a huge appetite for it, but I mean, at the same time, Russia's gonna gonna be aggressive, and they're not gonna stop at the Ukraine, right? So it's kind of a, a it, it's kind of weighing the balance of like, well, do we nip this in the butt now, or you know, or do we let Russia just go in there like we let the Germans go into Poland, and and then they're gonna continue to expand like the Nazis did, and they they basically want to get the whole gang back together and bring the Soviet Union back together. And then at the same time, a bigger issue is the fact that China is going to invade Taiwan at the same time. They're going to use Russia's uh, invasion into Ukraine as sort of a distraction while they go into Taiwan. Well, Taiwan, we have all of our manufacturing in Taiwan for our, our, our semiconductors and, and our chips and stuff like that. So we can't just let them take over Taiwan. We actually have a treaty with Taiwan that guarantees we'll defend them. Um, yeah, so we, in other know, words, there might not and, be and, an appetite like from the, the American public, but what I mean, you guys just we can't just let them run, run roughshod. Either. And, and Russia and China are pretty buddy buddy, so um, they don't, get, they don't really like each other that well, but they did announce just a couple days ago they pledged an allegiance together, uh, exactly to, to be united against the West, which they will absolutely do until and, they knock us off our perch. And we didn't like Russia very much during World War II either, but we um, we uh, we teamed up with them, obviously, to beat the Nazis. And mm -hmm. then immediately after, um, they were our enemies. So, well, MacArthur wanted to go into Russia immediately after World War II, while the country was still in war mode and just take out the Soviets immediately because he knew it was going to be a problem. There was no appetite from the American public to do that. We didn't do it. And then we got 30 plus years of a Cold War. And by the way, uh, Russia's still around. I mean, yeah, the Cold War is technically, we technically won the Cold War. But if you look at the rampant communism and, and far leftism in this country, did we actually win the Cold War? I mean, they've been waging assault on our universities and everything ever since anyway. And they're turning entire generations into these Marxists. Uh, we have our, our nation's capital football team named the Commies. So I, I think we might have lost the Cold War anyway. MacArthur, by the way, the guy who conquered the Pacific and yeah, and the Japanese essentially had to bow down to him and and uh, denounce their emperor that they worshipped and and it, like I said, now we have Nintendo and Honda and Toyota. So maybe he had the right idea. I have no idea. No one will ever know. Um, but I yep. I do have. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say MacArthur. Yeah, he absolutely shamed the Japanese after that. And then, and then Patton, when he started going through Germany and waltzing through Germany and discovering these concentration camps, he would actually go to the German townspeople and parade them through concentration camps and make them look at what they were complicit in. Uh, really badass guys. Do we? We, yeah. don't, we just don't have anybody like that anymore. I mean, and Patton randomly—he'd been through so much war and everything—and then randomly died in a car crash. Like that. It, it was really. I don't remember the exact details. It was really bizarre. It was like 30 um, miles an hour. It was not a quick exactly. Yeah. It was yeah. So, but there are other good things that could come from like whether we win or lose, if we get into World War Three, we we would have we would be able to relieve 70 years worth of Cold War blue balls. We could finally spurt. I mean, look at how from the moment World War II ended, <laughs> they, we've been worried about them. You know, we had people in the 50s getting under their desks, practicing for 
bombs going off or whatever. We've uh, we had Ivan Drago fighting Rocky. Uh, they've been the <laughs> since James Bond up to now. Even Russians are the nem- the evil guy in every movie. Um, so we've been itching for a while to get at him. Clearly, it's uh, like a Freudian thing that's just there. Um, so. I mean, I don't think we'd have a chance in hell, but it would be nice to give it a shot, maybe. <laughs> also, uh, you know, I think we I think we would have a shot if we just remove the Washington Commanders. You want that military-like name? Let's just remove them from the NFL entirely because they have no fan base anyway and put them on the front lines. And while we're at it, let's remove the Cleveland Guardians, another great name for uh, some people to fight <laughs> in a war, and uh, get them the hell out of the Major League Baseball and send them over to Europe couple of fighting platoons that no one's rooting for anyway. Uh, not a bad thought. Probably better than most of the people we, we would be sending over in that hypothetical war. Um, I, I, I got to point out, too. Like, yeah, we have all this pent-up aggression and, and hatred towards Russia over the years, of course. They've been our arch nemesis and everything. Um, Reagan called them the evil empire. We really screwed the pooch. Wait until 2022 to go at them, though. I know Russia is like a little, you know, iffy economically speaking. They might not have a full appetite, you know, an appetite for a full scale war like that. But they have Vladimir Putin as their commander in chief. Uh, let's be real. Putin's a bad guy. Uh, but you know, he's kind of a James Bond villain figure where, where there's sort of a coolness behind him. He's like, he's like Milton Satan in, in paradise lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, had, he had a pretty sick quote on ISIS terrorists about, uh, it not being his, his job to, to judge them like God, but it's his job to send them there. Uh, and, and we've got Joe Biden. Oh, I, 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 come on, man! You stupid son of a bitch! Yeah, we're we're fucked. Um, yeah. So it, it's just a problem. Um, hey, but Russia does have some other sins to pay for that nobody ever talks about. Um, they they built an absolute juggernaut of a national hockey team from like the '60s onward. Um, I'm, I was in the middle of watching this documentary on uh, Disney Plus, actually called of miracles and men it's about the soviet team and like that dynasty that ended up just miraculously losing to to our our team of college players in 1980 um but they they were insane they uh in like 1972 they brought their you know they were technically considered amateurs uh they brought they brought their amateur team to montreal and they played against you know like Phil Esposito and Bobby Clark and whatever, like the greatest Canadian players in the NHL. The whole league was Canadian at the time and kicked their asses. They like, they played multiple games in Canada, ended up barely winning, but they won like seven to three that first game. Uh, They would never get coaxed into fighting no matter what anyone was doing. They would just, their philosophy was that if they're aggressive with us and they cheap shot us, like we're just going to put goals in their net. We're going to put pucks in their net. Um, And then they, they continued to be, sick as hell that whole period um we never got to see any of them play in the nhl because the soviet union would not let mm-hmm. them allow them that you would have to defect mm-hmm. so they they robbed us from an entire generation of of hockey players so uh they they need to they need to be uh the justice needs to be done on them for that in fairness they did give us bears in, in skates 
on YouTube, but I've never that's gotten a great to see trade it live. Off. That's a great trade-off. So while we were trying to win the space race, they were teaching bears to, to ice skate and play hockey. That, that's a hell of an achievement. Well, I, over that, I'd take Fedosov and Karlamov, you know, highlight videos from the 70s uh, with no helmets on. But, um, but people, should, you should, people should be looking up that. I don't think a lot of people know about the, the, the hockey playing bears in Russia. <laughs> well, let's just roll the clip real quick. All right, go ahead. All right. So that video is hilarious and, and it's like cute or whatever. And your, your wife or girlfriend will probably get a big kick out of it. But this only proves my point further. Look at what they could do. They taught a goddamn bear how to play hockey. <laughs> Think about how good their humans were. They just showed up on a whim and, and, and beat Canada's finest by like four goals. And never, we never got to see him play uh, in, the, in the big time. Well, I mean, I don't know. It saved us from a lot of propaganda and, and spin about why the Russians are cheating and, and taking over the, the NHL and how wrong it is. And uh, <laughs> DC, DC would have had to have worked over, overtime. You know, we would have needed a, uh, a Rocky hockey film where the, Ameri- the <laughs> scrappy underdog American comes through. <laughs> right, right. Which, which we do have because the – with miracle because yeah. the Russians never. So in an alternate universe, we still would have had something similar. It sounds like, but it wouldn't have been true. All right, this week's section of Apocalypse Now, I, I hope you enjoyed that nice Latin rendition, um, Diris Ire, which means Day of Wrath, by the way. We're both big fans. Uh, listen to it before I go to bed sometimes. It's not true, but I should. Um, this, this week's edition of Apocalypse Now is brought to you by Nike. Just do it. Uh, this ad we're about to show you is actually, it came out in the last year or so. It's not brand new. Um, but again, the theme of this show is not to bring you current events. Basically the way I view it is, uh, it's a podcast for time travelers. If somebody from the fifties wanted to know what was going on today, I just want to give them a general feel for what the culture is like. I don't want to, uh, I don't need to tell them what happened yesterday. Just, I just need to give them a general idea. So this gives you a general idea of where where our society's at. Um, and, uh, everything is about inclusion, diversity, blah, blah, blah. Um, women are put on a pedestal by every company and, and pandered to. And the most, and this is the most ridiculous example I've ever seen. Let's, let's go ahead and roll it.
Today I have a presentation on dynasties. But I refuse to talk about the ancient history and drama. That's just the patriarchy. Instead, I'm going to talk about a dynasty that I actually look up to. An all-women dynasty. Women of color. Gay women. Women who fight for social justice. Women with a jump shot. A dynasty that makes your favorite men's basketball, football, and baseball teams look like amateurs. A dynasty with fire braids. A dynasty with sick style. A dynasty with crazy dimes. A dynasty that makes Alexander the Great look like Alexander the... Okay. The dynasty that's been reigning for the past 25 years. Undefeated since 96. The USA Basketball Women's National Team. Seven-time consecutive gold medalist. And most importantly, women that made it possible for girls like me to feel like they can be a part of whatever dynasty they want. The greatest dynasty ever. I'd like to start by judging this ad through the eyes of Nike's uh, chief executive of diversity inclusion, um, which actually, uh, yeah, it's the uh, chief diverse chief of diversity, equity and inclusion DEI. Something that a lot of these companies are adopting and promoting, seeing that job sprout up. There, there's entire degree programs for it now. I, I was actually about to say I was just making up that title, but I assumed Nike had something close to it. Oh, so yep. I said the chief executive of diversity and inclusion. What did you say it is? Chief executive of di- diversity, equity, and inclusion. Equity, you got you to gotta get so, that, buddy. L- literally, all I missed was equity and. Yeah. I just made it up. They're, they're so e- predictable. E- equity is basically code for Marxism, by the way. It's not equality. Equity does not equal equality. So, Yeah, equ- equity means fairness and equality means sameness, which ne- neither of them are great formulas because there's no such thing as everybody. What a, I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox for a minute. I just want to I just want to pretend I hold that position with Nike right now. I am the chief executive of diversity, <laughs> equity and inclusion. I've got my grading rubric here. I just I'm I'm watching that ad. Okay, let's see. Um, let me go, go through my checkbox here. Patriarchy check. Good use of the word patriarchy. Uh, we're including women, uh, women of color. A bonus point. We'll give a double check for that one. Gay women. Very good. Pointing at herself, proclaiming it proudly. Um, by the way, imagine what a heyday we would have had as kids in the '90s seeing that ad. Gay. She's saying gay. <laughs> Pointed herself, I'm gay. Anyway. All right, let's let's get back into equity mode. Social justice, very good. Let's throw that in there and get, get some points for that one. Uh, but you are lacking. Um, let's see, diversity, didn't mention it once. Equity, not mentioned in the ad. Or inclusion, what were you thinking? Were you totally unprepared for this presentation today? Those are the words in my title. That's my name, that's who I am. And you didn't... De- didn't include diversity, equity, or inclusion. So you are going to be heavily docked for that. Um, but you did include some short pink hair. So you do get a few points there. I give this ad a B minus from the standpoint of the chief executive of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, they got to they gotta get some bonus points too uh, to defend them here a bit. They got to get some bonus points for proclaiming them as the greatest dynasty ever and making you know, men's basketball look like amateurs in comparison, right? Not only men's basketball, but also baseball and football somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if football was an, an Olympic sport. 
how much we would dominate that. Like they, I think she points out that the women's basketball team hasn't lost an international competition since what ninety six. Yeah, our, our our football team would be undefeated since the beginning of time. Since nineteen forty or whenever, <laughs> or, whenever or we started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I'm just thinking of when the NFL started. I guess it was more like. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's so literally for over a hundred years. Um, they Nike's been doing this for a long time. And first of all, I want to point out um, they talked about how uh, it, it's a, such a women focused commercial, gay women, women of color, blah, blah, blah. Brittany Griner is a man. And I'm certain of that. I've been certain of it since uh, I'm going to avoid pronouns here since Brittany Griner was a Baylor um, has a deeper voice than me has a deeper voice than Barry white for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> Bill just, I was watching an interview of Conan when Brittany, Brittany Griner was on. And I just, I, I have a, I have a really hard time believing that's a woman. I think this is the, the first actual Juana man situation before it became totally acceptable to say, I'm a woman, I'm going to compete in women's sports when you're not. I think Brittany Griner might be, might be a man, but Nike has been doing this forever. They, I remember they had a commercial several years ago where it was like a snow day commercial, like Gronk wakes <laughs> up and he's walking to the park and then like, um athletes from all these different sports are joining like paul george is there i think and mm-hmm. like steven steven stamkos pops up out of the ground and then there's like these female soccer players and when i saw that i was like i i remember being 23 year old justin or however old i was at the time and actually mm-hmm. being annoyed enough with that to make a comment on it um she would have been killed she would have been killed at the first kickoff she would have or or at least <laughs> paralyzed at a bare minimum Playing against Rob Gronkowski, are you shitting me? Even Steven Stamkos shouldn't be in that matchup, let alone some female soccer player. It's, it's just it's laughable. Like, how, how did that get past the meeting? And, and same with this, the greatest dynasty ever shit. But, like, who, who are these people in Nike that go, oh, yeah, that's the stuff, baby? It's not selling anything either. That's the thing. That's the crazy thing about it. Um, I'm sick of all levers of society just shoving women's basketball down our throats. It's like Mao's great leap forward. Nobody wants it. It's a terrible idea. It leads to disaster. But everybody just goes along with it, like, you know, because we have to for fear of retribution. Uh, Women's basketball just does not translate. There are some sports that are fairly enjoyable. The Olympics are going on right now. I don't even mind women's figure skating. It's impressive what they can do. It's impressive what what gymnasts can do, right? It's legitimately impressive. Fine. Swimming is whatever. You can't really tell on TV any difference between men and women. Of course, you know, you put them in the pool together, and obviously there's a huge difference. Tennis uh, is basically the same when you're watching on TV if you're watching women or men. Promote those athletes. That's fine. But women's basketball is laughable. It would be like if there was a women's football league. It would be so noticeably terrible when they can't throw the ball beyond 20 yards. There, it would by be the unwatchable. Way, there is a women's fo- there is a women's football league. It's called the Lingerie League. <laughs> is that still around? That's not defunct. I have no idea, but there's a video on um, YouTube somewhere that is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's this male <laughs> who's, who's who's screaming at his defensive back on his on the Seattle Mist or whatever it is for 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 blowing coverage. And he's like, he's like, he's yelling like he's, he's Jim Mora, like he's Mike Ditka and he's just taking it so seriously. Um, We actually need to play that right now because (laughs) it's, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen.
God damn it, I've been right the last three times you fucked up. How many more times? No, no it's too late. Okay, okay. You see the fucking I see score? score. Wanna keep it close? Shit! 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 God damn it! Bending! We covered this shit over and over! Listen, come here. We have covered that a fucking million times. Your job is the weak side tight end, not the fucking quarterback! Well fucking watch her! That's your only responsibility! Take it off! Get out there! God damn it! Get her out! I don't want her in there! Son of a bitch! She's keeping them in the game! No more! She's fucking done! You're only listening to me, Megan! It's fourth and fucking twelve! What do you think they're gonna do? Run the goddamn ball! You've got to get deep! Yeah, so that's the funniest thing that's ever been on the internet at any time in history. Funnier than the hockey playing bears. I cannot handle one bit of it. How he thinks he's he, he thinks he's Vince Lombardi or something, coaching the a bunch of women in their underwear. Um, well, you got to take it seriously when you're making eight thousand dollars a season. <laughs> uh, also. Brittany Griner, I, I, we got to get into another clip. We got let's 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 take a look at this uh, this gal uh, who is dethroning not only the greatest basketball team that you could possibly assemble, but also baseball and football. Let's go ahead and see what she has to offer in terms of a skill set. Brittany Griner, a dunk for us here live. Go right ahead. Okay, so <laughs> I like how the I like how the reporter was trying to hold it together there. Like making her feel better. Oh, I can bear. I can't even touch the bottom of the net. And then, and then on the second one, oh, it's the pressure. The pressure's getting to you. The pressure of what? There's nobody in the whole fucking stadium. The pressure. The pressure of this ESPN reporter. So that's that's the person who's dethroning Alexander the Great and making him Alexander the Okay. Alexander the Great, by the way, who was a king by age 20 and by age 30 had one of the largest empires in history. Conquered the Persian Empire. Um, and what has Brittany Griner done? Play basketball against girls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's six nine and can't dunk. Which reminds me of when Charles Barkley, who is the funniest NBA analyst of all time, uh, somebody said something to him about how Lisa Leslie scored hundred points in a game, and they were talking in, in high school, and they were talking about how David Thompson scored hundred in a game in high school. And when they brought up Lisa Leslie, Charles Barkley goes, "That don't impress me because she she was playing against girls." <laughs> uh, fucking not, charles man hey not not to not to turn this into the he the he-man woman haters club entirely but if bill burr was on conan a few years ago and he was talking about how like women are trying to get too involved in well like he used to watch football just dudes and now like the girlfriends and everybody wants to watch and be a part of it and he goes he's he's like well he's like i don't he's like when my wife when her friends come over, I screw. 
I get out of there because I don't want to ruin their vibe. And he goes, he goes, but I found this out about women. Uh, they don't want their own shit. They, they want our shit. And he was right about that. And a couple weeks ago, I was watching the Montreal Canadiens play the Arizona Coyotes or Phoenix. I can't remember if they changed it back to Phoenix. Anyway, um, two of the worst, two of the worst teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so they use that as an opportunity to have two female. This is ESPN, by the way. ESPN's been making sure there's a female caster on like all these hockey games, like like at least one most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to ones where like they're the backup or she's the she's the main one and there's a guy backing her up. This one, it was two women uh, doing it. And for this, like I'll say they do a decent job of like commentating and doing the play by play and stuff. But women are just not as suited to do certain things, which for some reason is a controversial thing to say. I don't think women should be prison guards. I don't, I don't think women should be announcing NHL games because when they go drive to the net score, like it sounds fucking horrible. You don't have the (laughs) voice for it. And on top of that, if that's not enough, the first intermission, the whole time was spent showcasing some youth girls hockey league in Arizona, like anyone gives a shit. And then in the third period, they were lobbying for some woman to to be the new GM for the Montreal Canadiens. So like they instantly made that whole game about women, 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 women. Well, I mean, you were watching the two of the worst teams in the league. So they were like, ah, why not? So and just women. Yeah. I mean, burrs onto something like they. Why do women need hockey? Why can't they stick to figure skating? Why do they need hockey? Why do they need to push basketball? Why do they have to have basketball specifically? They want to play basketball fine, but why do they have to make it front and center as like the you know preeminent women's sport to highlight for ESPN to to air games to promote on their website on their homepage? Why why basketball? I mean, a little bit of separation is okay. I don't advocate for men taking over women's shit. Like like we don't really have a lot of that unless except for when you count RuPaul judging women's fashion shows. And then all the guys who are involved in them. Uh, I don't advocate that either. I, I think, I think, uh, I think it? a woman should be doing it. Yeah. Tyra Banks or bust. Yeah. So how about having a, a, a real woman, a real attractive woman who's a fashion designer or whatever. They don't even have to be attractive, but a real woman who is a fashion designer knows some things about fashion. They judge the girls going up the runway, wearing clothes, not these people who are just putting on a, clown costume trying to pretend they're women and I, I i've never understood the fascination with like straight women have with like going to drag shows and cheering it on it's so weird to me like imagine if you and me went to some like butch show where all these women are wearing like overalls and baseball caps and we were like <laughs> hell yeah you go dude <laughs> what is that i have no idea they, they they love they love feminine men and it's like why almost every like circle of, of chicks have always has like a gay friend like a token gay friend right yeah they, they love um, it man well getting back to this commercial like I, I a few times this season i've done the apocalypse now prayer uh i've realized maybe i shouldn't keep doing that and and it's because this commercial is proof that god doesn't care about sports because he would have opened up the floor at that at that meeting at nike um when they even proposed this idea if he did Brittany Griner should have been swallowed up, swallowed up by the earth through that Connecticut sun hardwood floor. 
Like uh, people out people out in my fair state of Florida are in their homes and sinkholes. All right. Today you heard us cover everything from uh, Soviet hockey to, well, women announcing hockey. It was a hockey-heavy episode and a little bit of geopolitics. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's a good chance you didn't. I know uh, everybody probably hates us because we our opinions are not uh, well-received anymore, but that only makes it more fun uh, for me. I don't know how you feel about it, Jake. But uh, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for being here, and have a good one. Ой, пала, пала, на корабушке есть, и сидит, сидит.